we're ready to go. Yeah, DJ, you're just you're being creepy though. You're just like you're just staring you're just at staring, it, like staring waiting at the for camera. people to like you. Oh, uh, true story. <laughs> no, I'm waiting, making sure my wife doesn't go again. Well, uh, welcome to our Humble Beer Podcast. This is Chris Hill. This is DJ Luke. And uh, we're here today with Robert Gomez. I prefer to be called Robert. Robert? Robert okay, Robert. Robert Gomez. Robert Gomez. <laughs> you got to roll the R, though. Uh, Robert. Robert. I'm from the South. I can't do that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, Robert, thank you for joining us today. Um, My pleasure. We're down here at Poor. We're actually live. We're on the stage. Um, we got people milling about, grabbing beer. Um, if you're on Facebook, get down here and watch us. Yeah, yeah. If you're actually live on Facebook watching, come down. We're having a good time. And uh, yeah, we're just down here to uh, to learn a little bit more about Robert, his background, and everything he does. <laughs> wore the wrong shirt to the wrong event. Oh, that's okay. Sorry. Right. It's okay. We'll we'll pretend you wore the right one at least on the podcast. So. Yes, you'll be you'll be good oh, there. That Urban Artifact shirt looks nice. Oh yeah, it's, it's that great... low V net, you know. It's perfect, perfect. So so Robert, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where uh, what's your role and how'd you get involved with poor? I will uh, go the whole history. Okay. Born and raised in SoCal. Moved here when I was twenty three. Went to UT. Graduated. Um, I've been working at Barley's, funny enough, yesterday, August 29th, was my 10th year at Barley's wow. in the Old City. Wow. So that's kind of how I fell in love with craft beer with, in, its, in it with itself. Um, while working at Barley's, I, uh, I used to do some promo stuff for Yazoo. Love their beers, great people there. And then um, I went to Kroger, which was fantastic. I'm, I'm not only supposed to say nice things, right? So, yeah. anyways, love, I ran. I, I ran. Love to go Krogering, right? I ran the craft, the growler bar in there. And they did it for six months just to kind of see how the grocery store works because it's so much different than yeah. your beer and beer markets or casual pints. Mm-hmm. Did that. Then uh, a little over a year ago, I, I got on with a craft distribution, a brand new company in Knoxville. Um, we've got upwards of almost 15 brands that we carry now. So we've grown pretty well. Um, Urban Artifact is one of those, and that's why we're here at Poor tonight. Oh, nice. At least me and this, because you were here doing this. And I was like, hey, let's put some beers on, and I can rope it into an event. But it's, it's really fun. I get to go do things, and I get to work with a lot of really great people. My owners and my other people I work with are awesome people. You know, when the owner of the company has no problem driving three hours to go pick up beer because we need it, you know, that's taking seven, eight hours of her day out of the way. You let them do it. Um, so how did, how did the craft, craft distributors start it? So basically, um, my owner Kim and her husband and a few friends were sitting at a bar and they were just meandering through the beer selections and they just, they didn't understand why Chattanooga, for instance, we'll use them as an example, or Nashville had so many more beers than Knoxville and it's so close. It's like, why do they have all these and we don't? Mm. So they tried to basically took it into their own hands to change that. 
You know, we first came on board with Tallgrass and Caldera. North Coast shortly followed, and then Thomas Creek, Doug Rabbit. And a lot of those brands were carried by some of the other distributors in town. And for whatever reason, they got dropped or let go, and we picked them up, and they've done well for us. Oh, we're, we're tiny, you know? I love the fact that like, uh, Caldera was one of the best-selling beers in this market. From, like that, Caldera IPA. It was such a hot beer, and, and I mean, I know I mean, the other breweries or other distributors are making space for brands they think they're going to be more lucrative. Yeah. But the fact that you guys can swoop in and take pick up a beer like that and the people really want and the people really love is kind of a, 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 a good thing for the, the beer scene here in the in town. Yeah, yeah and um, an, another thing is, you know, you've got some of these brands that want to come in and some of these other distributors, they just have so many brands, they don't want to compete. You know, and I get it. I mean, some of the other distributors, I know everybody at all the distributors and they're freaking all awesome people. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've got friends that work at all of them. Um, and that's just, you know, the, the, the thing with the beer industry, everybody's awesome. 99% of the time, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that 1% is, but I'm sure you all do. Yeah. And so, you know, with Urban Artifact, when they came in, you know, we picked them up with the small guys so we can dedicate more time to them because mm-hmm. we don't have a hundred brands or something. And they've, we've killed it with it. We've crushed it. We sell so much of their stuff and it's delicious. You know, and because we have the smaller budget or we, because we're smaller, we can, can afford to bring in, you know, just bring in two sixels of this one beer. Yeah. You know, whereas somebody else might not be able to do that just because of the way that their system works. Because of volume or because yeah. of whatever requirements they have to make it profitable. We were, ta- I was talking, I went to North Coast last week for our, our work and uh, I was talking to some guys from Pittsburgh and they're talking about bringing 500 kegs of Sam Adams uh, summer in for t- and that'll last in two weeks. Wow. 500 kegs. That is insane to me. You know, like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, of just that. And there you know, because yeah, in two weeks we're going to switch to the Oktoberfest. So that got that for the two weeks. And I'm almost in a better place and I'm much happier that I'm with a small distributor because I'm like, oh, it seems like such a headache. Yeah. It sounds like you got a lot more flexibility working for this yeah. distributor just in terms of what you can, when you can get stuff smaller smaller volumes mm-hmm. and things like that really make you flexible where other bigger breweries can, or not bigger breweries bigger distributors can't do that yeah they've got to you know they got to fill a whole truck or whatever we can just go grab it yeah you know and more, uh, more than one willing to i mean not to kind of i'm not being trying to be negative toward the other distributors in town but the fact Please that don't you don't be i uh, know yeah no, but, they, but the, they make they bring in great beer yeah, yeah but the fact the fact that you're not tied to a major company yeah does that really help you out i mean because they have to, the other brewer, other distributors are, are tied to major label beers, so they kind of have to, they have to kind of go with what with what that major major beer does, or they're kind of tied to that that advertising or whatever the things that major label beers do. How is, is that different from you guys, and whether you can see? I've never more freedom. I've never worked for like a you know one of the big big beers, you know, quote unquote the big domestic kind of things. Um, so I wouldn't really know. I know that they have guys that come in and they do like a, a whole thing where they're checking dates and everything like that. That's, you know, those big guys are really good about that. They're like, man, if this stuff's out of date, we got to change it. So they're really good. All, they're really about having fresh beer and they've got their own budgets for those brands. But us being small, you know, we get what we get, we sell it and most everybody's happy with it. You know, we're just growing. I mean, we can service all of East Tennessee, just north of Chattanooga, all the way up to Tri-Cities. 
So it's a pretty, pretty big footprint, but there's a lot of counties out there that ain't got nothing. Yeah. So, so when it comes to, um, I guess, growing your market, growing your business, um, are you trying to keep the breweries that you offer diverse? Is that your focus then, is the diversity of what you're having versus going after these larger contracts with larger brewers? So um, I can use Thomas Creek for an example. A couple of their flagship beers do really well for them out in Greenville, but they don't do well out here for whatever reason. Um, so we transitioned into just their two cans, which is the trifecta and the chest gringos. Those are the package we brought in. That's what we're going to be our focus here. And then, you know, we sprinkle in, you know, random fun stuff every time, every chance we can get, you know, hey, what do you got new and exciting? Because that's what everybody else wants. I, I really like their chocolate orange IPA when they really... That'll be in like November, yeah, December. Good stuff. It's, you know, it's something different. Yeah, like exactly. You know... It's not, it's not your, st- your standard... Um, November pumpkin or what, or Christmas ale or yeah. whatever. Something for me, I think it's a change up. And so, you know, when you go into a lot of corporate places, they have, you know, this is going to be the tap and that's it. And they get their menus all professionally done and it looks great. So it's it's been a challenge for us to get into like, you know, the chilies and the Applebee's and not that we don't want to be there, but it's just been a challenge to get into those places because you got to talk to somebody that's in charge of God knows how many yeah. stores and we're like, yeah, we just want this one. <laughs> so, and then, you know, grocery stores are going to be a challenge because in grocery stores, we, as a distributor, are in charge of stocking, I guess, merchandising everything ourselves. So that's, you know, added hours and stuff. So that's on the frontier. That's how we're going to grow. But you're like, you're catering right now to your, like, poor tap rooms, your local, um, your local bars and your beer and beer marks, your, your casual pints. Yeah, right all now. like the really craft beer centric establishments are you know they're they're all about having us and you know working with us we appreciate all of their business and you know we've created relationships with these people and it's been great for us we are and the, and the fact that they bring you you in that you already have standing relationships with a lot of these people in town you know me working at barley's for 10 years did not hurt that and you know <laughs> knoxville is not a big city you get the big city feel without it being a big city so if you're a craft-eccentric person, you will run into the same amount of people all the time. Mm. And, you know, and that's fine. So, and then half the time, they're bar managers somewhere, GM somewhere else, so they're going to open up a new brewery. So, hey, we'll get a guest tap in there, you know. Or, hey, do you want us to sell your beer? Well, you know, it's just, it's fun to be able to grow with the company like I have been able to grow with craft. You know, from the ground up, I started delivering. That lasted a couple months, and then I went into sales. Got another delivery guy. Then I'm, you know, doing the promo stuff and then doing all the beer festivals. And mm-hmm. we'll just, it's, there's continual growth in sight. So, so when it comes to that next step in, um, in growing for you guys and, and that evolution for you all, how do you handle breweries that um, are local, like that want to distribute? Do you guys, are you all able to help them get to distribution? Is that so, a focus for you all, or are you all more about the one-of-a-kind breweries that are outside the region? Well, I mean, the way that we look at it, the closer you are to us, the cheaper it is to get your product. Sure. And that's the cheap, I mean, if we're going to sell Caldera, that's a $11.99, $12.99 retail six-pack, because mm-hmm. it's coming from Oregon. That, that's a lot of miles, and it, you know, knee-deep, we just picked them up. Uh, we have to ship them all in a refrigerated truck. Yeah. That's just cost. I mean, yeah. they've got really great IPAs. But on the local part of things, you know, I've known the guys down at Lassie's of Autumn for a long time, you know, as long as well as every other brewery, but them specifically, 
you know, they self-distributed in Knox County, but in the state of Tennessee, it's illegal to distribute outside of Dillon County where you're at. So I approached them, I was like, hey, why don't we, you know, we'll, we'll do a little contract, we'll sign it, and then what we can do is, we'll sell your stuff outside of Knox County, and that includes Oak Ridge, Maryville, Sevierville, which is Daniel Delph is from Sevierville. So it's really cool for him to have his beer in his hometown. Nice. And we don't get a lot from them because they got a tiny system. Sure. But, you know, what we do get, we go through, and it helps them branch out. Now they're in Johnson City. They're in, you know, they're in almost all of East Tennessee. They're in Crossville. We go to Crossville. Wow. I've got a that. couple places in Crossville that will keep a dedicated line of theirs on at all times. And then, you know, uh, the next thing we're doing is with uh, Clinch River Brewing Company out mm -hmm. of Anderson. Right there. Norris. Norris yeah, right down Norris, from Norris. Yeah. The dam. And, oh, man, that area is beautiful. And Jordan's the head brewer, and she makes fantastic beers. So we're excited to be able to do Knox County, and it'll help us get into the, some of the doors of places that only do Knox beers. And yeah. I think I think with these like surrounding counties, you get like you get some people that don't come in town that much, or you, oh, yeah. or they do. It's just for a football game or some of it, come an event. And I, have you seen that? It's kind of a cheesy, yeah, good commercial of Jack Daniels. It shows like the, them holding the bottle and it says it's their Jack Daniels. It's the postcard for Lynchburg. Is it Lynchburg, Tennessee? Yes. Yeah, and it's it kind of is like when you get it out to those kind of the outskirts of the town, it's that postcard, and you go, "Oh, last day's autumn," and they they could come in here, they go go to a football game, and they go, "Well, I'm gonna go check out the brewery." Mm -hmm. So like, and or might buy a six pack some of it somewhere. Yeah. So I think I think it's good to especially those local breweries to give them get them out. I mean, when they don't have that big, big of a uh, distributing footprint, they at least try to get them out there to get more people coming into the city, or they, when they come into the city, to get it. And it's cool that you guys can be able to facilitate that. It's it's fun, you know, getting getting last days, for instance, out in Sevierville, where you have in Pigeon Forge, where you have that influx of tourists, and they're at you know whatever restaurant or place out there. Next thing you know, they try it, and then they're going to go to Knoxville just because. You got to go see Knoxville if you're staying up there, you know. Mm -hmm. It'll give them an incentive to go try that one instead of all the other ones. So, but I'm just, the beer scene in Knoxville is growing, and you can tell the health of the city by their beer scene. The beer bars keep opening up. We've got, we can afford a bunch of other stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. I, I was doing some uh, counting the other day, and it looks like if you count people like Clinch and some of the more regional breweries, we have... On slate to open in the next year, or the foreseeable future, 20 breweries right now. Gosh, it's it's That's insane. Fantastic. I would have never thought that even even just. Which we're ago. already number one in the city of Knoxville is already number one in the state for number of craft breweries. Yeah, and really over Nashville. Yeah, yeah, we're we're growing rapidly right now with all of our breweries. That, that and everything. was I heard that in the um, at a um, Brewers Association. Uh, and, uh, and the best part is the breweries in town all make fantastic beer. Yeah. Yes. You know, you go to Schultz Brown, man. I'll go drink a Heffy there all day. Oh, yeah. You know, if yeah, Heffy's not your thing, you don't like German beers, you go across the street, you know? It's, <laughs> it's great, you know? Crafty Bassy and their, their uh, yeah. hop yeah. candy. God, I love that IPA. And, and so the good. thing about it is, if you look if you look kind of like that central uh, Broadway kind of triangle, you're going to have, you're gonna have um, Schultz, uh, uh, Elmont Exchange, Crafty, Last Day's. When geezers, kind of geezers opens up, it'll be that all kind of like, like that, like that little, 
like a little triangle. Isn't that kind of like an eel trail? <laughs> oh, did you know anything about that? Chris? I don't know anything <laughs> about the eel trail. Maybe if we went to visit Knoxville, they could explain an eel trail to us. <laughs> <laughs> or you could talk to the guy to your left. And um, but anyways. <laughs> But yeah, that's yeah, that's that's really cool. It's 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 neat to see stuff coming up. It's neat to see distributors like like your company actually doing something to help these craft breweries get outside of Knoxville, get into East Tennessee, and grow outside of their market because the larger distributors don't have as much of an interest in that. They, they either for cost or the value to them, it's not as important to them as it is to some of the smaller guys. So it is, and but you know those larger distributors, they're essential to oh, of course to us. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm a craft guy all the way, but there's some times where I want a Bud Light, like nobody's business, or or a Miller Lighter for that matter, you know? Yeah, you gotta like what you like. And so, I mean, I'm not, you know, when somebody gets bought out, I don't care. I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm just like, eh, I still like their beer, so yeah. I'm not gonna, isn't that the point of having, you know, you grow up a business and you get it and you can sell it for whatever you somebody was willing to pay for it? Yeah. By all means. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, Robert, you've been you've been in you've been in Knoxville a long time. You've been at Barley's a long time as a bartender. Well, I mean, yeah. I think I think so, I originally met you was what beer beer market or Barley's? Probably Barley's beer market. Beer market for sure. I know you you were the guy with the cooler in his hand most of the time, or 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 not cooler, but you always you always had a bottle to show me. Nah, that's true. And that's that's and that's the way I met you is and. Now that you've, you have access to more bottles because you're you're selling stuff, it's even better. <laughs> well, it was it was for a couple of years there. I got really into the whole beer trading thing, um, all legally, of course. Yeah. Nothing, oh, of course, nothing yeah. legal shipping. Well, thanks for and leaving stuff like that. fifty-four beers at my house today, right? Too. You know, thanks for putting the fight on. That was a great fight. It was entertaining, regardless if it was real or not. Oh, we have um, the owner, one of the owners of Poor Rolling yeah, Out. Let's, let's let's put her in the spotlight. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> no, I'm not in the spotlight. Uh, anyway, yes. we'll finish up with you. Do we need another mic? No. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 swap out here in a minute. We'll swap. We had to finish up with you first. Huh, fair enough. <laughs> As I drink my beer. But anyway, I mean, my, but. But all the uh, beer trading you did back then, back in the day, is that was that one of the way, ways that got you into craft beer? Well, it got me um, in the market of trying everything that's crazy and new out there. <laughs> you know, so that being said, you just get a whole bunch of beer, and I don't drink really a lot at home. You know, I've got kids and stuff, and I just don't do that. So when I go out, yeah, I'll have beers and stuff, but I'm like, hey, I got these bottles, and I want to share them because some of them are like, We'll say like a Black Tuesday from the brewery is like 19 point something percent. Yeah, I could drink that whole bottle by myself, but why? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Then I'd just be, you know, I'm going to go to sleep right now. I'd rather share it with other people. That's why I always had it with me. That's just yeah. convenient. And I didn't remember anybody turning it down. <laughs> like, fine, I'll have that delicious beer. And they drink cool. it. I mean, we had some good times, some good bottle shares. I'm I mean, I can say I'm proud of my buddy for um, for knowing you got for meeting at the beer market and seeing that you um, helping me getting delicious beer and stuff. Oh yeah, here in town and being part of the craft distributorship. I, I met the owners and they're like super, super nice, cool people. Oh yeah, and uh, it's great. They're great to work for. So, I mean, any 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 upcoming events or any kind of um, the next thing on the horizon? We've actually got another event here in September. 
Um, and uh, we've got a specialty cask, which would be, I think, Ooh. a pour first, a cask. It's a, uh, it's a Pilsner, but they added a whole bunch of fresh strawberries and lacto. So it's like a strawberry milkshake kind of oh thing. Oh I'm super excited to Who, try it. Who's it from? From Thomas Creek. Thomas Creek, okay. Um, I don't know if we'll have the beer in time, but it's their 10th anniversary of their Up the Creek. It's like a 12 and a half, like triple IPA. Oh my gosh. Super get, delicious. We need to get that brewer down to Nonsville so we can talk to him. Um, I love some Thomas Creek. Brown, was it Brown Squirrel? They do that? That's, what, that's theirs, right? No, Brown Squirrel no, that's, uh, is... That's uh, Roger Rock. Brown Oats, yeah, Brown Oats Squirrel. Same area of the country, right? Very, very close. Similar, yes. But you know, if you guys want to get together, we can do something around Brewers Jam. Yeah, I know the guy from Urban Artifact will be here. But the, um, you know, that he'd the, be fun because he knows Creek so Am much. Thomas Creek Amber awesome. is what I'm talking about. The River Falls Red. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then they have the Appalachian Amber. Yeah. Both good. One high grab, one not so high grab. So, yeah. Nice. They've got fun stuff. And, you know, that's the great thing about Poor. They're like, what do you have that's new? They have since started putting a couple repeats on but it was just because we ran out of beer literally put one of every single thing we offered on so i was like okay that works you know and and, th and that's and it's great because you cut like the pickle goza with urban artifact mm. blue in like a day and i mean pickles really oh i hate pickles but i really wanted to hate that beer and it was really really good i was like man I'm but just, it's convenient yeah, you can pour one ounce you're like all right give me two ounces just yeah. to try it and everybody's going to go try it when you can just do it. Exactly, because if you think a pickle beer, what? That's, that's <laughs> part of the beauty of uh, poor. Is being I able know. To do that. They've got so. some excited stuff coming in here, too, from us from, from across the pond. One of which being Viking's Blood. Oh, my I gosh. May, I may I have, have, I may have gotten a bottle of that for my birthday. Yes, you did. I may I have heard things about Vikings, but that's going to be here. Nineteen percent mead, yeah. Yeah, I may got a bottle of that from Gomez for my birthday. Oh man. I may we may have to split it on the podcast. Uh, I think we may. I think that's going to have to happen. Uh, yeah, by all means. Off the podcast, right. just to have. Do it in corporation with uh, you know Oktoberfest or something. No, yeah, we're we're planning on a big uh, Oktoberfest podcast. Coming yes, up we soon, are. So. Yeah. At the beer market. Uh, we're gonna have, we'll probably have some stuff from there. But we're gonna do beer market, and I think we're talking about What's doing that Schultz hammer Square game. Let's yeah. and do uh, the hammer schlagen. Hammer schlagen. God, doing some kind of. Uh, we we get the history of uh, the history and kind of what it means to what it means to people, maybe in a community sense and what a fun in a fun sense and an everybody sense of Oktoberfest and so. But dun, 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 in the future, That's right? Exciting. But anyway, and this podcast will probably come out a couple weeks after that one's taped. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, at least you can, I can. At least I can spell your name correctly on Twitter. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll, we'll get this out pretty soon. Yeah, we'll get it out soon. We've, and we bet we've been better. We don't have a lot in the hopper now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We're we're, we're about to have a lot in the hopper. Exactly. So, yeah. True. It's going to be crazy. But well, I guess yeah. we want to um, from the distributing end to the, uh, uh, I guess the drinking end or the serving end uh, here at Four. Uh huh. So we're wrapping up with uh, Gomez, I guess. We got one it's last question. Oh, yeah, the, the question you, you, can't, you can't forget this. DJ made it official on our last uh, episode yeah. that we have to ask this question now. Yeah, then. So we have to ask you, what's in your beer fridge right now? Wine. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest, I literally just took all the beers out of my beer fridge and put them in a big bucket and took them to DJ's house for us all to drink. <laughs> and it was like literally just close your eyes and yeah, pull out a thing. And they're still um, all at my house. Yeah. So right now I, I do know I have 
some Westbrook Key Lime Goza, the regular Goza, some Distill Wild Sours, and um, a couple rare barrels. Pretty much all sour beer. Okay. Because if I'm going out, I can't usually find that, and I'll drink something Gomez, somewhere else. Gomez stores stores beer in his um, in his TV entertainment closet. Okay. Hey, you can't tell my hiding place. They're gonna get broken into. I got a lot of expensive stuff in there. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, but but if Tennessee does lose, he will give you a rare beer to to, to um, like, drown your sorrows. Drown, drown your sorrows in. So, but anyway, awesome. but well, uh, I guess we'll head it on. Thanks, bro. Go, man. You have to go to work, don't you? I do. Yeah. You're, oh well. I mean, I'm I at work right now, technically. Yeah, the true. You know? Go to your next yeah, job. Be. Well, yeah. if you're listening to this on Facebook, go see Gomez at at Barley's at in about two hours. Not not now. Come to pour now. <laughs> yes. Come to pour now. And pour clothes. Go there. Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, Thank thanks, you. guys. Absolutely. Great having you on. All right. All right, and we are back from the break. <laughs> <laughs> we're still here at Poor, and uh, we're with Caitlin from Poor. Caitlin, Hi. welcome. Thank you. Great to have you on. Nice to be on. Awesome. Um, well, Caitlin, we, we wanted to um, just ask you some questions about Poor. Yeah. Where it got its start. There was a little bit of like... An interesting story behind how you guys got off the ground here in Knoxville. So I just with the beer board and the ordinance. Oh my gosh! Yes, everything. So, um, so we'd love yeah, to hear some of that. And so yes. we started this project about uh, um, almost two years ago. So back in December of 2015. So mm-hmm. there's four of us as co-owners. So it's myself, my boyfriend Sam Nator, uh, Mariah, and Joel McLeod. And so we were all friends, hanging out. We knew each other for a number of years before. And so we were just hanging out downtown, um, and we were visiting the poor tap room in Asheville. It turns out they were licensing out to people. So um, he decided that he would let us be one of the licenses. And so we decided, hey, let's come to Knoxville. There's a really amazing beer culture that's emerging. It's a really cool town. People are just going to keep going there. I think this would be a great location to start off with. Yeah. Um, So that was in 2015. So we decided, got everything arranged, and then December of this, I mean, January of this year, we're like, all right, let's make sure the beer board's on board, just want to get all the bases covered, and it was like, crap. They were, uh, it turns out they were trying to ban us. Um, they were oh, trying to yeah. make the ordinance so that people couldn't serve their own um, beer, and then they said that they would work with us after, but they wanted to close all the loopholes, but we were worried, though, well, how long is it going to take them to do that filler in ordinance? So. Um, luckily, the city was great with us working with them, and Rob Frost, who's the attorney, and working with the police department. So we actually wrote the ordinance for self-serve bars in Knoxville. Did you really? Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, we were sitting down at the um, lawyer's offices, and we're like, let's go through everything. And they were interested in how we work. They talked to a lot of people around town, because they thought it was going to be a giant, like, here, pay $5, here's a cover, drink as much as you want. People are going to be dancing on tables. Drinking under the taps, it's just kind of a free-for-all. And we're like, yeah. no, 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 it's way more controlled than that. Yeah. Um, and so once they actually figured out what was going on and what we were doing, they're like, oh, wait, you're safer than most everybody else in town. So. <laughs> yeah, because you're controlling it, and the only way you get beer is if you pay for it. Yeah. Right up, right up front on your wrist. Um, and also, we can see what everybody's drinking. I can tell how much you've had to drink since what time you got here, too. Um, and it cuts everybody off no matter what at 28 ounces. So it doesn't wow. say you have to stop drinking. It just says, I have to reevaluate you. And we actually lay eyes on everybody. Wow. Versus if you go to a bar, you can keep buying pints or drinks or shots for your friends. Um, but nobody's really going to know when do I cut this person off if they never go up to the bar, or they never see a mm. waiter or a waitress. Hmm. I never thought about that. That's interesting. 
So yeah, so you've you've basically you wrote the law. Mm-hmm. You wrote the book on how to do self pour in Knoxville. You've yep. done all that. You've broken all these rules. How's it been? How how's the reception been here in Knoxville it's so far? It's been great. Um, it's nice to see the community embracing us, like all the local breweries, all the brewers. Um, it's just kind of cool to see people come in. Like a lot of people are still coming in. Oh, I've never heard of you guys. This is my first time. I've lived here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of slow just working on getting our name out there. A lot of it's just been people passing by or they've heard from friends of friends of friends. But it's cool to see your dream kind of come and take off and yeah. develop and build itself. That's awesome. Why were you so interested in this model? Like, I mean, you probably, I mean, there's, there's, there's a tons of great craft beer bars in town that, do business, and, and I think there's more room for more. Mm-hmm. Um, why would you, why did you go to this model, the pour yourself model, than than a traditional model? Um, so a lot of times, like I've walked out of bars because it takes me more than 20 minutes to get a beer. Like I, I think like I'm not bad looking. Yeah. Like I'm okay. Like bartenders are gonna notice you, but I'm waiting 20, 30 minutes to even wave somebody down to get a beer. I personally can't stand that. And then the other thing is, um, is I like trying multiple beers. So there might be 12 beers I want to try. I can't drink 12 beers. I could probably try some sips of them. Or mm-hmm. if you can get a flight of stuff, I can't try all the beers that I want. And that's what I really like about this is that I get to choose what I want to drink, also how much I want to drink, but I'm in charge of it. Cool, nice. So, I mean, it, you guys do have your standard like restaurant. Do you have like food too or? Yeah, so um, we have a small kitchen over in the corner. Uh, we do a bunch of shareable cold bites on dips. Um, so we have uh, cold beer cheese, we have spinach artichoke, salsa, uh, pimento cheese, and then we also have some paninis that we do, which are delicious, and all occasions helps us out with all that. Um, so we have a grilled chicken, we have a Monte Cristo, a Cuban, we have um, a Reuben, we just started a chicken Wardolf sal- salad, uh, caprese grilled cheese. Like, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. I mean, a lot of the, the, the breweries in the... Uh, in the the craft beer bars and stuff don't don't have that all time food. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. well, that's a good that's a good, good point too. You get that variety plus you get the snacks too, which it makes it makes it for a kind of a unique kind of spot to come to. Absolutely. What do you, what do you do when someone I don't know silly question, but like doesn't like a beer here? Do you do they just pour it out and get another one? Mm-hmm. Is that how that works? Yeah. So I always encourage everybody is taste it before you pour a uh, full beer, unless you've had it before and you know you're going to like it. But the beauty of it, it is a tasting room. You pour yeah. to the tenth of an ounce. So theoretically, you can pour as low as 0.1 ounces up to 12 ounces at a time. So more people actually go through tasting than pouring full pints. Um, the average pour here is only 4.1 ounces. Okay, cool. What, uh, what type of specials do you all have? I notice it's not just, if I'm correct, it's not just beer here. Yes. Is that right? Yep. So we have 51 beer taps. We have a craft soda that we always keep on. And then we have 16 uh, taps between wine, cider, and mead. Um, So we always try to rotate everything, always putting new stuff on. If something brand new in the market, great, I'd love to try it, just see how it does. Um, But on specials, so Monday through Wednesday, we do 25% off of all the um, taps. And then also Wednesday, we do wine down Wednesday, so half off all wine all day. Nice. Nice. So including, like, we have Prosecco on tap. So you can pretty much mix Prosecco with anything, and it's going to be amazing. That's good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and I guess with this, with this setup, you're not waiting on a bartender to mix a drink either. So if you wanted mm. to do a black and tan yourself, you could pick up here what mm. you wanted. Or if you wanted to be a middle schooler, you could do a suicide. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really recommend that with beer, but the kid in me just went, 
I could do that. I can mix wow. all 51 taps. I wonder what that's going to taste like. I don't know. I think DJ's going to find out later. I mean, I mean, back, <laughs> back in the back in the day, I guess uh, college age, to, um, you'd have that uh, that drain drain bucket, and then you, people would you you'd uh, pay somebody money to drink the drain bucket oh. of all the drippings of all yeah. the different beers throughout the night. That would, that's what I imagine if you put all the, the beers. I think the breweries wouldn't happy, be that, that happy if you mess up their beer with... Uh, oh, if uh, you want to uh, do it, more power to you. You can. I don't recommend it, but... I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying it's a interesting thing to try. <laughs> so, so if I'm, I'm new to craft beer, and um, do you have people in here that show you how to pour? Do you have people yeah. that... Show you, show you, tell you, kind of tell you what's, walk you through the, mm-hmm. the process. Yeah, because this could be a little overwhelming. It is very in. overwhelming. It's kind of fun to see new people come in. Yeah. They kind of have this look of shock and awe over their face of like, what is this? What do you mean I'm pouring my own beer? Or what are people doing at the taps? So it's kind of fun because you can always see like new people that come in. Yeah. Um, but when you come in, the, every first time person, we want to give them a tour. We want to show them what's going on, tell them how it works, if it's what kind of beers you normally drink. Maybe you haven't gotten into craft beer at this point, so let me point you in the right direction of where to start and kind of get you into it, little baby steps. So maybe I'm not gonna get you into sours or my bourbon barrel-aged um, stout over there, but kind of get you into something that you're used to where a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't think I would like craft beer. Because they think of normally, uh, here's your really dark beers, your IPAs, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of other stuff outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, I was kind of telling you, kind of explaining a little, Earlier, before we, we were started recording, um, I went to um, Colorado a couple years ago on vacation, and we went to a, a similar establishment. I think it may have had a different name, but it was a, it was a new mm. establishment in town, and um, smaller joint with this, but it had the same kind of pour yourself model. Um, instead of having the wristbands, they had, they had um, swipe cards. Yeah. So I mean, same kind of concept, but a little slightly different. But it, I found out like I got to to try so many different beers on vacation in Colorado that I would not and learn about new breweries that I wouldn't have a chance to learn about and got to oh I, that's down the street oh cool I know I mean, and then, then the, the, the people would tell us so would tell me where to go to, mm-hmm. to visit you without that you can be a good we were talking about the postcard thing for with um, Gomez and craft mm-hmm. distributors how, mm-hmm. how he's putting the beer out there and getting, and getting people to come in the city trying all the local breweries like somebody new might come in to do, come mm-hmm. in, and then you, you can you are you driving people to the local spots? Or are you really kind of embracing the local beers too? Yeah, so we try to do a mix between like what's local, regional, national. So we carry um, kind of how do you balance out the those in between? But you also want to focus on rare, hard to find, and one off. So what's the stuff you're not going to find anywhere in town? Like mm-hmm. earlier, you're talking with Gomez about the Viking blood. Like we're we're working on getting it in, which hopefully have it in within the next few weeks. Um, so we'll actually have it on tap. But then it's maybe, hey, we have Hexagon. Their beer is on. You really liked it. Great. They're 10 minutes north of here. You should go check them out. Go try their tasting room. Because um, I'm from Asheville, North Carolina originally. So it's a lot of that local, buy local, do local. is kind of ingrained in me. And that's what I still, um, that's what I still do. That's what I want to support is how do you support local around here if it's from beer, if it's from artwork we have here, it's from jewelry that a friend makes. Um, it's kind of how do you support that community too, because this is the community that's going to be here for you. They're yeah. the ones that are going to come drink and come help you out. 
I mean, being from Asheville, what, you're, you're outside, out, you kind of outsider, you kind of came in and mm-hmm. you established yourself in the community. What, I mean, if you haven't heard, Asheville sells, likes beer. They sell beer. I, I didn't hear that, you know, actually. You know what, Knoxville, the noise in Knoxville from all the breweries <laughs> growing and building is just so loud. I don't even hear Asheville. You know anymore. that Asheville, actually, they drink beer in Asheville. They do. Yeah, they have a couple breweries there. We'll have to go over like there sometime. Really <laughs> like 34. Just 34? Okay, 34. okay. So, <laughs> but coming from Asheville, like, and seeing Knoxville grow, I mean, do you draw any parallels to, from the, the, the start of the craft beer industry in Nashville? And how do you look at the, the culture here compared to there? And, and, and starting a business, you can really see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool to be in Knoxville and actually see everything up and coming and growing. Because, like, I'm born, raised, like, I call myself the native Ashevillian. Like, I'm the true hard to find. Yeah. Um, so I was there, right, like even before Highland was there, where everybody knows Highland Brewery. Um, so it's really cool to see probably the last five or five to seven years, a lot of breweries have been coming into town, uh, new places have been starting up, and you got this really amazing craft beer culture going on there, and everybody, that's what Asheville's known for, it's the beer capital of the East. Um, and I see Knoxville coming to that. So I think a lot of breweries are starting up, and now there's more coming in, so they're starting to have competitions, so now they're getting to that what's that really cool stuff we can do? What's that really rare, that wild? Like, how can we step outside our boundaries? And they're starting to do that. So I just see it's going to continue to explode. And especially as more people are coming to Knoxville, more people are loving craft beer. A lot of people are wanting to really kind of see how it goes. My my, my thing is that, and Asheville's a beautiful place, and I love visiting there, and we both do, is that uh, I think that a lot of people in Knoxvillians kind of just, we, I mean, not, not the fact that we got tired of visiting. We tired of having to, to go to Asheville yeah. to find great beer. And so yeah. we have took it upon ourselves to go, hey, you know what? We're an hour and a half away, but you know what? We're going to do our own thing, too. It's going to be a little different. But we're, we're, we're not going to have to go to Asheville every weekend to find good beer. We, we're we're going to be able to make it where we can have good beer here at, mm-hmm. home, at home, too. Which I like that. And I like to, uh, somebody coming, coming from that scene, coming here and building a place like that. Because you know what to you, – you kind of – Mm. know how to do it you've, you've been you've, you've you've seen it work and i've seen what it can become and so i am so excited to see what nash what knoxville is going to do here in the next five years yeah i just think it's going to be i don't think a lot of people can quite imagine what it's going to be but i think as more people are just kind of doing their own thing reaching out finding the more weird stuff kind of oh wait i can do this why not yeah it's 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 fascinating to see this this explode and, and some of it's due to Asheville. I mean if we didn't have Asheville we didn't have that craft beer there that came here and then was distributed here we wouldn't have the scene that we have here mm-hmm. but now that we do it's just it's, it's amazing to see mm-hmm. it grow the way it is. Do you see people coming from Asheville to be like hey I'd really like to check out these breweries in Knoxville. Are you hearing that from your friends back? Mm-hmm. back so I've, I've known people like that have come here to kind of see what are the breweries. Um, that's actually Joel, one of the co-owners, he came here a few years ago to mm. Knoxville to see what is the beer community. And he's like, wow, it's really cool, and they're doing some awesome stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of what helped point us towards uh, Knoxville to begin with. That's awesome. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to start coming here because Asheville's also getting it's very touristy. Uh-huh. Um, it's love the town, always will, but I can definitely, it's gotten touristy over the last three or four years. And mm. I think a lot of people are looking to other areas now. Mm. Um, and I definitely see Knoxville doing that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Caitlin, um, what is coming up here at Poor? What are some of the events, some of the things happening that maybe we need to be aware of? And um, So, we yeah, we got promote? a bunch of events coming up. I actually have my lovely little list um, <laughs> because I was like, wait, which ones do we have? 
Uh, so September 7th, we're doing a Good People Tap Takeover. Uh, September 12th, we're doing the High Wires Tap Takeover, but we'll also be doing their sour release party. So we're getting a special mm. sour. Uh, we're getting one or two kegs in the state for that. Um, on the 21st is that Thomas Creek Tap Takeover with the cask. Um, I'm really excited to see how that does here. Um, it's like, it just sounds amazing and we should be getting it in and kind of see what new things they create for us. 28th, we're doing um, Highland Tap Takeover. And then the biggest thing I'm really, really excited about is October 1st, we're actually doing an Oktoberfest here at Jackson Terminal. Oh, nice. So it's going to be, um, so it'll be hosted by a poor tap room. All Occasions is helping us out. The distillery is going to be doing some cool stuff. So we're going to be having a lot of October style, um, German style beers. We'll actually be having traditional German beers on here. We'll have live music. The All Occasions is going to be doing a buffet next door. We'll have craft, local artists out here with their crafts and their own stuff that they're creating. So it's going to be a giant um, Oktoberfest, but here at Jackson Terminal, not on the street. Mm -hmm. um, so that is going to be that Sunday. Nice. And then October 5th, uh, we just scheduled a Wiseacre tap takeover. Nice. Oh, man. it's uh, a lot of stuff. Yes. <laughs> Good stuff, too. I was, I was going to say, kind of alluding to a point we made earlier, but my favorite, my favorite thing about this place is when you come in, you, you, you get the 10 percenter or the... Like nineteen percent Vikings mm -hmm. blood. I mean, if you go to a if you go, even if you go to a high gravity bar, you're going to get a four to a eight ounce pour of that, and that will knock you on your, you know what? Yeah. So <laughs> so it's nice to come in, come here and get a two ounce pour of that uh -huh. and be able to taste it and not be like like feeling it after one one. You're beer. not going to be falling out. Yeah. Down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I, I don't know that was I, I was going to think I love the fact that you can. I think this I think this would be one of my favorite spots for high gravity beers. Yeah. That you can you can try, sample those high gravity beers without having, having to get a whole pour or the recommended pour of those. Yeah, yeah, because that that can make them heavy too, especially if it is like a Viking's blood. I mean, that's a mead, like a full pint of that. Like, well, probably don't serve it in a full pint. But, we wouldn't you know, serve it in full, full pint, pint yeah. but <laughs> whatever that ser serving size would be. What is it? Eight ounces, probably. Uh, we'd probably limit it to two or three ounce pours, three just because. It's, um, it would be a little bit more expensive because uh -huh. it's shipped from overseas. It's super hard to get. Yeah, it is. Um, but we also want to make it last more than probably a weekend. Uh -huh. um, is that That's I do want fair. people to be able to come in at least a week or two and try it before our keg kicks. Yeah. Um, but That's yeah, cool. like you said, if you want to try, I think right now we have um, an IPA on that 13.7%. Yeah. We have to try an ounce of that next. Knee deep. Sounds really good. <laughs> so hop to range. Or um, when we first opened, we had McKellar on, which was 18.9%. Nice. Um, that you can try a little bit and not Dog be able to. Like Dogfish Head is a barley wine that's like 19.1. That really yeah, like. we're working getting on the 120. That's, yeah, that's good. Nice. Hopefully, cross your fingers. <laughs> well, Caitlin, we asked, um, we asked Robert this, and we need to ask you the same question. What's in your beer fridge right now? Uh, right now, I actually just got a case of the Viking's blood. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I got six bottles. Oh, so wow. one will be for me, some will be for Christmas gifts. Yes. Um, but that's actually the big thing in my fridge. At the so we, we mentioned the Viking's blood like four, four times this episode. I, I guess we're going to have to break that bottle out for the uh, podcast next, next time. Well, if you say it five times on a podcast, <laughs> they Viking say blood, it Viking magically blood, appears. <laughs> actually, it's magically appearing over there. I mean, like, ooh, nice. <laughs> this has been an advertising for craft distributorship, poor and Vikings blood. And Vikings yes. blood, yes. Well, Caitlin, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us on. Where can people find poor? What 
where would you like to say, hey, go, and other than physically to Jackson Terminal, to Poor, like where can we find you online? Um, so definitely come see us in person, please. We'd love to see you out here. Absolutely. Um, but we're also on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Just look up Poor Taproom Knoxville. You can find us on there. Okay, great. All right, well, Caitlin, thank you. Um, and with that said, this has been Chris Hill. DJ Loop. Remember to stay humble. And try new beer. All right, thank you. We did it. We did it! <laughs> it was awesome! And we had one live listener. Oh, it, it went up to like four at one time. I did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Woo! Awesome. I think you got more viewers than Robert did. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm halfway down in the bottom of